This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good morning, friends and family. What a privilege to be able to share with you on this Sunday morning. Pastor Eugene will be sharing the Afrikaans service. Uh, just one or two announcements. We're excited about the discipleship school and the school of worship that's happening. More than 300 people have signed up for these schools. Uh, they're getting equipped, you know, and we're also starting with the school of prayer and intercession this coming week. So there's WhatsApp groups that you can sign up, uh, be part of that. Four weeks of being trained, uh, great people. There's a, a session from Tim Keller, from um, Suzette Hutting that's been there. Uh, prayer evangelist uh, for Reinhard Bunker for many years so don't miss out on that and we're also working on uh, a school to understand the father father heart of God you know and to be true sons and daughters of God so we're busy recording that so that we can do that over six to seven weeks um, as we're continuing this term so I want to start by praying for us and just trusting the Lord that he'll open up our hearts uh, for the word of God that's what changes us uh, so let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that lives can change because of your spirit and because of your word. Not because of man's opinion, but because of who you are. And that's what we want to know you, Lord. We want to know the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to share this morning uh, on the power to change. You know, there's a lot of things that's happening around us. Last week, we looked at the ability to be reminded of what God has done. And so we celebrate what God has done. We celebrate God's faithfulness. We, we love Him because He's faithful even when we are unfaithful. And we remember the things God has done. But I think for all of us, it's challenging for us to be able to change. I think a lot of things are going to change as we come out of the lockdown some other time and we are going to embark on our lives again. A lot of challenges coming. Uh, but we need to change constantly. You know, your body is changing all the time. You know, you are old skin is you're getting rid of old skin your blood is changing there's a lot of things all of us are getting older you know we're changing as we're sitting here as you're listening to me you are busy changing but emotional and spiritual change is sometimes a bit more difficult and there are many reasons for that you know um just uh, i've got my favorite shirt on i'm i don't have the the privilege to be able to share with you but this is an indonesian shirt you know and it's so funny you know though one day i was preaching and this old lady came up to me pointed her finger and said that dragon shirt that you have on uh pastor you should never wear that shirt again you know it symbolizes the dragon spirit and she was going on and i was the thing like whoa you know i was checking and i didn't see any dragon uh, and the next time i wore this shirt in this the other lady came and says Whoa, the flames of fire on your shirt uh, resembles the the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the, the fire of God that's going to fall down. I was looking at the shirt and I was thinking like, it's just an Indonesian shirt. But it's amazing how people from different perspectives can see different things, you know. And so we all have different cultural stuff. And But the challenge is, is are we going to be able to change to the Word of God and change to what God says? And especially for the church. The church needs to change. There's a massive challenge. Uh, for the way we do church you know if discipleship isn't at the center of doing church and being the church then we just do a lot of events so we must be the church and we've been forced to do that be the church so why do we um, 
challenge ourselves to change you know and uh, some guy said to me no 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 pastor just rather preach a lot of encouragement stuff you know i don't want to change and i said well sorry if you're going to follow god there's a lot of changing uh god is not interested in our comfort zones god is interested in our character and to become like christ listen to this in romans chapter 12 verse 1 it says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of god verse 4 from romans chapter 12 for as we have many members in one body but all the members do not have the same function and then from verse 5 to 8 it talks about the different gifts you can go and read that at home but verse 9 it says love let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil cling to what is good be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another so in the beginning he starts and he challenges us he says do not be conformed but be transformed he says change <laughs> transformation and confirmation is opposite to each other in the kingdom of god now as we're sitting in this lockdown and we're challenged by relationships and it's actually a beautiful time for many families to come together but it's also a tough time because now we're in each other's spaces you know i think moms love it because all their children are at home and they just feel like wow we can be together but even if you go on holiday you know everybody's out all the kids are out but suddenly you're at home and for some of us it's very frustrating and what happens if we are in a pressure cooker situation is the best come out but also the worst you know and lots of forgiveness lots of challenges that we are and we challenge to change because as we reflect on what is in our hearts uh, we can either harden our hearts or we can say i want to use this opportunity and this time to be changed and that's what paul writes here and he says don't conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed and the beautiful thing there's two different words for confirmation and transformation to be conformed is this word schema it's the outward form that changes from year to year it's like a chameleon that changes to its the colors of its circumstance you know it's an outward change so outward change is i want to impress people i want to put my best foot in front of them i want to show them how good i am you know outward change and we sometimes hypocritical because people come to you and say hey how are you doing you know and then you say oh blessed my brother oh amazing my sister you know meantime their lives are falling apart so don't hide what is going on in our hearts but transformation is the shape the whole being changes it's inward it's what happens in the heart and that's why paul says this word morphe metamorphe to be able to change to have a transformation but it's difficult because we resist those chains in our lives and that's why we need to understand that god calls us to a life of changing and it's amazing you know if you talk to anybody that's been married for 30 or 40 or 50 years they're all tell you that i love my wife or my husband now more than what i love them at the beginning at the beginning there was a lot of romantic love but now we've really started to know each other and because i know that person intimately you know marriage can be the most blessed thing or the most destructive thing that ends in divorce depends on how you are adapting to change how you're going to grow together because it's not the same person you married maybe 20 years ago and so it is so important that we say i i want to be transformed so 
why the question is why do we resist change before we're going to look at how can we change and how does god lead us into this process of change because it's a beautiful process we must ask ourselves why do we resist change well there's a couple of things and you can look it on your slides the slides are extra to the session on the facebook page and posted everywhere but we resist change because we harden our hearts Yo, we, we lose the desire, the hunger to change. We think like, hey, I'm going to just settle. And that goes, uh, especially with our comfort zones. We love our comfort zones. I've been looking at a lot of people, how they talk about, sure, you know, I'm at home and what I miss the most is my exercise. I miss the most just to be outside with my friends. You know, I, it's all places and spaces we create. And some of them are beautiful but hey, we create even comfort zones through having the same old, same old. Now we're forced to be out of our comfort zones and now we can decide, am I going to just draw into a new comfort zone again? The other thing that really makes us resist change is our culture. We sometimes live in a shame-based culture, not an honor-based culture. We, uh, well, big thing that makes us struggle is riches. The deceitfulness of riches, Scripture talks about that. You know, why is, there's nothing wrong with Having money, but the love of money, the Bible says, is the root of all evil. And what does money make? Money is a tool either to help other people and serve other people, or I can use money to be a change agent where I control them. So, you know, am I going to change lives to come closer to God and use it just as a tool, or do I use money to control people, but eventually money will control me. And that's why it's so important as Christians in this time that we are become very generous, that we give, that we open up our eyes to the poor. And thank you to all those people that are giving to body serve. And we've, we've been just seeing so many people just giving, giving, giving to be able to give so many food parcels to people. But even looking at the poor people, sometimes responding to those food parcels, it's crazy. You know, it's that they, Everybody runs because people like love a freebie, you know. But but that thing that grips us is the control of money. And we love to control because, hey, if I can control other people, I can force them to change and I don't need to change. That's why racism and judgment and things like that is so, so bad because, hey, I think I'm better than somebody else. You know, then holding on to the past, struggling to surrender, trying to be good people self-righteousness, pleasures that I find that's not in God. These are the reasons why we resist change. And if you have time, go through that list and maybe pray through it and say, Lord, are there some of these things in my life? Because it's not primarily sin. You know, it's not like, hey, adultery or pornography or stuff like that. I can clearly see that I need to repent of. But sometimes it's deep idols of our hearts that we resist to change. But use this opportunity in this time, in these weeks. Say, Lord, show me my heart, Lord, so that I can know your heart. Now, another thing and another question we must ask when we look and we can be confronted to this ability to change is why do we try to change? Because sometimes our motivation to change is also wrong. You know, I love what Tim Keller says. And I'm going to read it. It says, most people try to change because they try to avoid the consequences of sin. Sure. People try to change in our relationship with God specifically now because we're afraid of the consequences of sin. We say like, I need to be a good person. 
or I don't want to go to hell. Therefore, I'm going to do good deeds. I, I, I must go to church. I, I must give because hey, the pastor says you must give. I must do this. And, and when I tick all the boxes, I'm a good person. Yeah? But I'm just avoiding the consequences of maybe the wrath of God or the badness of God. But then you'll never discover the fullness of God. So what happens then is we're sorry for ourselves more than what we're sorry to what we're doing to God and to others. So if that's your motivation to change, it's it's not, it doesn't fit in the kingdom of God. And it's a tough one. This is quite a tough message because we sometimes think think like, uh, if I give more, uh, then, then hey, then I'm... I'm I'm satisfied, you know, or um, the question then is, why do we love, we actually still love ourselves more than what we love God or others around us when we're just thinking of the consequences of why do people think about me? So we don't change so that people can think better of you. It's, we're not sorry or repent because we want to just say like, yo, no, you know, we're sorry, we repent because it's really godly sorrow it's because hey we say lord i've fallen short of your glory and the result is you know if we only try to use willpower to change and especially when it comes to things like sins even in our lives if, if you're just going to try to force your willpower on it you're not going to be able to change and that is the challenge the challenge is mostly we try to be good people we try to change because we don't want to suffer bad consequences we want to be good people we want to you know, know the blessing of God in our lives. And then we use our willpower. We say, if I just pray more, if I just fast more, if I just do more, then I'm going to change. But sorry, we can't. Now, the question is, then how do we change? How do we embrace these opportunities? You know, and the picture I, I pictured and try to picture with one of the encouragement sessions was is, is like this eagle that is flying and the Many times they've seen that an eagle, when there's a storm coming, the eagle flies straight into the storm. And then it just, when it hits that first part of the storm or the clouds and the wind coming, it locks its wings and then the power of the storm catapults it to go above the storm. And then when it's above the storm, it just soars on wings of eagles, you know. And so a lot of people, you see, some people make it because they, they can easy, ad easily adapt to change. It's, it's so easy for them. Uh, and other people struggle a lot. They really, it's not easy for them because they, they, they get stuck in a mold. We get become religious with God. We think like, hey, this is how, how we should do it. And I'm so used to this because in that church we did it like that. In that family we did it like that. But it's actually so easy to change when we understand the concepts. And the first thing is re repentance. God calls us to a lifestyle of repentance. And that's not like, hey, sackcloth and ashes. It's really a life of changing. To change to the image of Christ. The word metanoia for repentance is to have a change of heart, mind, revelation, action, and direction. Matthew 3 verse 8, John the Baptist said, hey, bear fruits worthy of repentance. So, the question now is, and this is the one I really want to eat to our hearts, is why do we love God? Do we love God for who God is or for how God services us, how God blesses us, the benefits of loving God? You know, if I say I love you because you are of service to me, it's very different than I love you because of who you are and the person, the beauty of God. You know, it's like if you're married and you go to your wife and your wife asks you like, do you love me? And I say, yes, I love you. And she says, why do you love me? You. Then it's very difficult. You have to be very careful what your answer is. No, I love you because I, 
you look beautiful, you're attractive. You know, I love you because you bring a lot of finances into this house, you know. I love you because whew, you're my chick to be, you know, you're cool, you know, you make me look good. I love you because you take care of my kids. I love you because of these and these and these. But why do you love your wife? Why do you love your family? Is it because they serve you? Or is it because of who they are? And that's the big difference with God. We, we're going to struggle to change if we come to God just because we have this servant mentality. And that's why Jesus, I call you friends. I don't call you slaves. I call you friends. And yes, that friends means we also serve him. We're also sons of God. But our whole motivation of why we do things and why we change is why, because we see him. We can only change because we know him, because we're intimate with him. And that's why repentance is so important. And tonight's message I'm going to talk about the tabernacle of David and how David understood this he was not perfect but he but he changed all the time as he was worshiping God as he had a repentant heart and what you know how do we change how do we embrace and become repentant people because I believe this is what needs to happen in our nation we need to see God's face and the Lord says he will heal our land when we turn when we repent second chronicles when we repent and seek his face then he'll come and heal our land so we don't love God because God does a lot of stuff for us. We love God for who he is, the beauty of God. The second thing on how we change is simply by renewing our mind. We must embrace the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says it's for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. When we start thinking biblically, thinking like God thinks, thinking what he says about you, about the nation, about what's happening around us. We have to embrace him. And the only way you can renew your mind is by the word of God, by entering into the word of God and say, God, it's not by might, not by, not by power, but by your spirit. It's when I embrace your fullness of life. It's when I say yes to who you are and to what you have promised you know so we need to constantly re renew our mind we need to constantly live in a life of repentance you know but what's the difference between repentance and renewing and remorse remorse is just when i feel bad you know I'm, i feel bad about what people are going to think when i'm caught out you know i feel bad about my image you know i feel bad and and normally when you go like this you know when you've done sin what is the first reaction do you run to god or do you think like oh i feel so bad i need to fix myself fix yourself fix yourself and when you are perfect yeah then run to god no 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 no. it's when you come with all of your brokenness when you come like a child you know when that child has hurt him or herself even if they've been naughty and they just shout mommy daddy help you know what's your first reaction to who do you cry out to yourself or you try to hide yourself or do you run to God? The problem of sin from the word go was Adam and Eve was hiding themselves. You know, they try to cover their sin. And then they, but you can't hide from God, you know. And that's why they suddenly realized that they were naked. Why? Because of the glory of God that departed from them. But that is our problem. That's the sinful nature of mankind, all of us. And when we become repentant and we realize like, wow, you know, I'm not perfect. And God is not calling me to be perfect. God is, God is calling me to be a child of God. He is perfect. He is faithful. But I need to repent. And as I come to him, there's this beautiful metanoia, 180 degree change of mind, 
change of heart. And, it, and then my heart becomes soft because then it doesn't matter what happens on the outside. Remember, conform to this world or transform by the renewing of our mind. I want to be transformed into the image of Christ. I want to present the fullness of Christ, you know, because you're going to look at things in different ways. Now, the third and last thing is how do we change is to present ourselves to God. And this is what the writer says so beautifully. He says, when you come to God, present yourself as a living sacrifice. Everything you do is an act of worship and surrender. We have to find our pleasures in God. You don't change by trying to commit your will. You don't change by trying to just change you know trying harder you know putting up the daily schedule we all know the you know in the first year in the beginning of the year we say like this is my new year's resolutions you know (laughs) and give yourself two weeks half of them are gone by enacting your will you can go a certain way in a certain path but paul wrote and he said hey when i'm weak he is strong so I find my pleasure in God. I become a living sacrifice. I become the offering. I become the worship song. I become set apart to God. I become acceptable because I understand God accepts me and he doesn't love me if I become a better person or pray more. Because now suddenly my righteousness, it's not in me, it's in God. And tonight I'm going to talk about that specifically self-righteousness versus being righteous in Christ, to know that I'm in Christ. Outside of Christ, there's nothing good in me, you know. And so I, I see that so many times. We, we, we're trying to be so good, but we're trying to do it in our own strength, you know. And that's why Paul says, my reasonable service is to present myself to God. Be present with God. And we have this time, we have this opportunity to learn, to grow now as families. Learn to be present. Learn to sit around the table. Learn to share with each other. I know it's difficult for some of us, you know, because it's not, it doesn't come natural and we don't have that culture. But it's so easy to change and form a new culture when we understand that, hey, if we have soft hearts to him, you know. Sin simply means I'm grieving the one that I love. Yeah, I'm actually doing stuff because it's about the love that I violate. And so I want to encourage us to just surrender more. (laughs) I want to encourage us to present ourselves in this time. You know, get yourself a schedule, get into routine. If you have time, this is the time. You're probably for for weeks and months not going to have the time that you have right now. And you can watch all the movies, all the stuff. Even run around the, the house. You know, I see a lot of people are doing like, you know, half marathons and marathons and all of that stuff. And, and that is great. But what are you doing to spiritually present yourself to God, to be transformed into the image of Christ? You know, and so, you know, I, I must confess one day I, I try to preach a sermon that I and I didn't have a lot of time to prepare it was about eight or nine years ago and I remember I was at a conference and I came down from the conference and I made these amazing notes and you know I just walked on that Sunday morning and I thought this is it I'm gonna preach the sermon you know and I used this other pastor's sermon (laughs) and um, it was like dead there was just no response there was just no openness i just felt like sure holy spirit are you yeah lord is there anything happening in this room lord you know there's nobody's changing i I went home quite depressed and then i realized sure god works in me before he works through me are we allowing god to work in us so that our lives become 
a testimony. You know, that's why Paul says, I, I didn't just want to come impart the word to you. I want to come impart myself to you because I've become the message. You become the message as God's word works in us. And that's what transformation is about. That's what that life is about when suddenly you're not just giving people the letter. You know, and that's what the religion kills us because we just give a lot of information to people. But when it becomes like, hey, God is working in me and I want to invite you to be part of that, you know, because it is frustrating. Our flesh wants to manifest. We want to just conform to the things of this world. And then Paul says, I beseech you, I beg you, be transformed. Change, change, change. And that's the good news about following God. You know, God is not going to change. And guess who is going to change? You and me. And he invites us to that. It's so beautiful when we understand true repentance. When we understand that we come, become like him. My purpose is to become like Christ. I'm going to pray for you for a grace and enablement. We're going to talk a bit about that tonight. How do we walk in that place? How did David understand this? To really walk in the grace of God, not his own righteousness, you know, to know God. And he had a desire. And that's why God said, he's a man after my own heart. So I'm going to pray that you and I will become in this time people of God's heart, people that love God passionately, people that repent when we do sin. But we realize like, wow, sin is just a separation between me and God. I, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. So let's pray and let me share with us in prayer. Father, I want to thank you. This morning, Lord, that we can sit together with your word and understand, Lord, your kingdom. And Father, we pray that through your Holy Spirit, you'll change us and you'll work in us to work through us. Father, that we become the message, that we become the ones, Lord, that you're working with, that we're changing all the time. Lord, we don't want to be the same. We don't want to walk out of this lockdown, Lord, the same like we did a couple of weeks ago. Come and change us. Lord, and we surrender to your Holy Spirit. We surrender to your life in us and through us. Lord, we bless you for your faithfulness and your goodness. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to bless you. Let us become the message of God. Let us become the people of influence. Let us become the people, the salt and the light of the world. In this week, there's so many opportunities. So many people, you know, just this week I shared with the police at the police station, went there and had a time just to bless them and thank them. And then they said, hey, share something. And I shared the gospel and I prayed for the police station. And we're covering a lot of the officials during this coming week as well. The detectives, a lot of people. Hey, wow, what a, what a time for the church um, to become the message of Christ. But hey, let God first work in us. Embrace it and be hungry for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you uh, for listening to this sermon. Thank you for opening up your heart and spending this time with us in the Word of God. It's so important that we spend time together in the Word of God. And we just want to encourage you, if you have any prayer needs, any crisis in your life, any challenge in your life, there is a emergency WhatsApp number that you can WhatsApp prayer needs to, or you can phone and we can see that we cover you in prayer. It will be confidential. We don't want you to suffer as a family or maybe because of relationship issues or financial issues, whatever it is. We want to encourage you, keep on having contact with each other. The second thing is we want to just thank people that continue to give to the church. You know, we don't take up offerings and stuff because we don't get together, but there's still a lot of expenses in the church that needs to be covered. And so thank you for keeping on giving. There's a main account that you can give into offer do offerings into you know we're still paying rent and all that stuff uh, and salaries so thank you for that 
Uh, there's also a body serve account that you can give towards where we um, just serve the poor. We've had over 250,000 rand already that we've distributed to the poor, food, parcels. Uh, just great for the body of Christ to, to come together. And so uh, we look forward to see you again. We trust it will be soon uh, as we connect. The last thing is just try to connect with people, try to be accountable. Zoom, you know, Zoom people, Skype them, WhatsApp call them, send them an SMS. If you know specific people that are not necessarily in a small group, this is the time for us to be the church and not just do things um, and just have events. Uh, we're now in the church has been deployed. The church is not empty. I mean, so let's uh, let's do that as we deploy it all across the world. Let's connect with each other. Let's ask those questions. Let's pray for each other. And especially in this time, let's pray for our country. Let's pray for the poor. Let's pray for people to come closer to God and that there will truly be a revival of repentance in our land. The Lord bless you and thank you. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.